your purpose, your direction in life. Not just your decisions in life, but your direction in life. In other words, it moves you forward to your destiny. You move on from your history. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today as we continue a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. Now, Pastor, you just uh, pointed out that there are decisions that we make in life that help determine our direction. We, we need to be going in the direction that God has called us, moves us forward to our destiny as we move on from history. But we've been talking about money. That's what we've been looking at for the past quite a few days here. So how does this whole direction in life and destiny and, and all of that fit into the topic of money? Uh, well, take, for example, uh, some individuals like R.J. Letourneau. Uh, R.J. Letourneau is uh, one of the individuals who created these big earth-moving machines. He had, mm-hmm. he had a dirt digger called the G machine. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, what does the G stand for? He said, gossip, because nothing moves dirt like gossip and uh, <laughs> this machine. But anyway, his goal in life uh, was to give God 90%. No, he was a billionaire, so he could do that. But I mean, he started off early. Yeah. And uh, he began to hook up with God to find out what God wanted him to do. And God was giving him all these ideas. This is what he said. All these ideas came from God, and he never would have given them to me unless I was partnering with him with the purpose and plan of God. Mm -hmm. And so God wants us to be channels. Too many of us are like the Dead Sea. Why is the Dead Sea called the Dead Sea? Because it's always taking in and never giving out. Why is the Jordan life-giving? Because it takes in and it gives out. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus said this, it's more blessed to give than receive. Yeah, it is true. Anybody who has begun to do that, you, you can testify to that truth. But right now, we're going to get into Proverbs chapter 3 as we continue. Seven reasons why God gave us money. Here's Pastor Ford. And so then, so promotion. But then secondly, in uh, 4B, perception. Well, what is that? Understanding. He says you get understanding. And what is that? That is the ability to be able to make good decisions in life. Yes, sir. Hey, think about it. Yes, if I'd have had this 50 years ago, it'd be a different story for me. How about you? Because I look back at all the wrong decisions I made. Do you realize your life is the sum total of all the choices that you have made. You are where you are right now because of the choices that you make. And I want to get you to make some different choices. I want to get you to make some choices to go back to school and get that degree. Do you realize that means then at least in in, in 2022, you would have your bachelor's. In 2027, you would have your master's. In 2029, now some of you may be like me say, now that's, that's extended a little bit because, uh, you know, I'm already on the latter end of where I'm, but there, there's some young people in here, you know, and there's, there's some, uh, uh, I remember Sister Beth said, you're going to get your doctorate? And I say, oh, I'm too old. Oh, are you? 
Oh, my mom got hers, and she just graduated. She's 86 and just got her doctorate. How old are you, Pastor Ford? I think then I was 56. And here she is, 30 years older than I am, and got an earned doctorate degree. Yeah, you realize if you started with, I, you know what I think about? I think about Jose Sanchez, 1987, teaching at the Moody Bible Institute, evening school. Jose Sanchez getting ready to teach Spanish. He said, Brother Ford, you're done with class? Yeah, I'm on my way home. You ought to come and get in my Spanish class. I'm going to start tonight. Every time I think about it, I kick myself. How long ago was that? You imagine if I went in that class, how bad I'd be right now? It's like, it's like y'all get tired of me because I'd be up there and I'd be talking to the people in Spanish, my three Spanish members. And think about the opportunities I would have if I could speak Spanish fluently, which if I'd have stayed in that class after 31 years, I'd have been a bad boy. What about earlier in 1983 as a student when Dr. Sam Canine said, brothers, I'm getting ready to do an elective class. You need to get into this class. What's the name of the class? The pastor and his computer. I don't even have one. I ain't getting in that class. <laughs> Billy, I would be you. <laughs> if I'd have got in that class. But it was a choice. And here's the thing I thought about, because I just, just put some more on my bucket list. How long am I going to live? I don't know. But I want to learn Spanish. And, and so there it is, Perception. Yeah, it is Joseph in Potiphar's house. He made good decisions in the midst of bad situations, didn't he? In Potiphar's house, he could have said, ah, you know what, they sold me, you know, they took away my future. I saw my future. They done, they done, you know, I ain't using my gift in Potiphar's house. I ain't making Potiphar's house better. No, he made a good decision in a bad situation and looked in prison. He could have said, I'm wrongfully accused. And they don't have in my day what they have in this day where Jared Adams, now I think he's at 56 or 57 prisoners that he has seen freed because they were wrongfully incarcerated. And you remember him, some of you remember him. I'm getting them back here. Yeah, Brother Jared. Yep. Accused of rape that he didn't do. And the DNA freed him after eight years. Yeah, and now he went because that was his purpose, and he made a good decision. He became a lawyer, and what's he doing now? I said 56 or 57 people since he moved to New York have been free. That was his purpose, and he made those decisions. So then, your promotion, your perception, your purpose, your direction in life, not just your decisions in life, but your direction in life. In other words, it moves you forward to your destiny. You move on from your history. And then purity in life. And so what happens? The key uh, to Joseph's success, remember, everything hinged on what? His purity. Yes, his purity. How so, Pastor Ford? Glad you asked. You ask intelligent questions. Remember, how did he get to prison? 
wrongfully accused. But if he would have gotten his swerve on and had sex with her, she never would have accused him. And if she never would have accused him, then he never would have went to prison. If he never would have went to prison, he never would have met the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. If he never would have met the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, he never would have been called to the palace because they wouldn't have known he was an interpreter of dreams. Purity was the hinge. Living right. Integrity. Well, if I ever have a business, I think I'm going to call it that. Then provisions in life. Provisions in life. So what is uh, uh, the provisions in life? That's 9 and 10. And then your perseverance for life. Your perseverance for life. Here's what verse 11. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as the father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man that finds the wisdom, the man that gets understanding. He's saying, I'm going to hook this thing up for you because adversity is a university. And the problems are the professors. And the crisis is the course. And the tribulation is the test. Let me say that again. That our adversity is a university where the problems are the professors, where the crisis is the course, and where the tribulation is the test. Commotion is often a sign that you're about to experience promotion. So then the key to success is always Jesus and our commitment to him. Watch this. Here's what he says. In verse 4, make Jesus Lord of your mind. Make Jesus Lord of your mind. Verse 5 and 6, make Jesus Lord of your movements. Make Jesus Lord of your movements. 7 and 8, make Jesus Lord of your morals. Make Jesus Lord of your morals. 9 and 10, make Jesus Lord of your money. Make Jesus Lord of your money. And then 11 and 12, make Jesus Lord of your maturation. Let me say it again. Make Jesus Lord of your mind, verse 4, your movements, 5 and 6, your morals, 7 and 8, your money, 9 and 10, your maturation, 11 and 12. So notice we have comprehensive coverage. It covers everything. Everything is covered. Well, what's covered, Pastor Ford? Verse 4, we're covered socially. Verse 4b, we're covered spiritually. Verse 6, we're covered directionally. Verse 8, we're covered physically. Verse uh, 8b, we're covered morally. And verses 9 through 11, we're covered materially. We're covered. So this is Matthew 6, 33 expanded. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So now let's look at it, because the first purpose of money is what? Spiritual worship. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. And we'll say some time for you. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with thy substance and the first fruit of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy press shall burst out with new wine. The Hebrew word is kabod. K-A-B-O-D. Kabod. Kabod. Kabod is a, you still with me? A worship word. It's a worship word. So when you look at Kabod in Genesis 31.1, let me just read it to you. Genesis 31.1, the word Kabod is translated glory. 
Genesis 31.1. Listen to Genesis 31.1. And he heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. All this glory. Kabod is translated glory. Now let me ask you a question. What are these boys talking about? Money and materials. And they call it what? Glory. Okay, you wrestle with that. You wrestle with that. All right, you're going to have to wrestle with that quickly because we're going to continue this message in just a moment. It's called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And maybe Pastor Ford's teaching on finances has helped transform the way in which you look at money. Or maybe his teaching on marriage has helped transform your marriage. Hey, we'd love to know your story. Let us know how God's using this program in your life. Come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Again, that's treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. It's also in Genesis 43, 13, translated majesty. 43, 13. Genesis 43, 13. It's translated majesty. Oh, I got to get my reference. Oh, 4513. Thank you, sir. That's my man. 4513. And so here's what God has done. He's given us money in order for us to worship him. That's what he's done. Now, watch this. Told this story before, but I love this story. It ain't even my story. Uh, it's Pastor Haynes' story from Dallas. It, it actually happened. There's a young man who worked for a Fortune 500 company in California. His boss was a woman that wanted to step to him, wanted him to get his swerve on. And uh, she, you know, let it be known. He said, I'm a single parent. I did that once. I got saved. I don't do that anymore. She got upset. It's kind of, old, you know, you're going to reject me? So here's what they did. They moved her to Dallas to take over office there. She made him move to Dallas to work for her. She kept trying. He kept saying, no, it's not going to happen. And so she said, you know what? You're never going anywhere in this company. You'll go over my dead body. Mm -hmm. So he's in church and they're building this edifice. They got a, oh, I saw their church. Oh, my goodness. What a church they built down there, man. So he's raising the funds for it. And uh, this young man is sitting there. And the Spirit of God said what he told you. I want you to empty your bank account, your savings. Give it as an act of worship to me. To which he said, that got to be the devil. God ain't going to tell me to, to empty my savings account for a building. I need that because I need a car. Service is over. He gives the benediction. And he says, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit says, no, ain't no devil. It's me telling you to do this. He writes the check, goes up to the pastor. They're waiting in line. And he goes up to the pastor and he says, Pastor, I, during the offering, I didn't do it. But God whooped me all through the sermon. I, I got to give you this check. And he gave him the check for $2,000. He didn't know that behind him was the owner of a dealership, Mr. Rivers. Mr. Rivers heard what he did, and he said to the pastor, he said, Pastor, I gave five grand, you know, during the offering, but to hear that young man make that sacrifice, I'm going to give another five grand. 
And the pastor, or Pastor Haynes said, I said to him, is that all? <laughs> I said, he sounded like me. And, and so he did. Now, the woman that was his boss had died earlier that week. Her funeral was that Monday. He jumps in his hoopty and is on his way to the funeral because they're coming from the office in Cali and New York for this funeral. He's on his way and his hoopty breaks down right in front of a dealership. He's saying, man, I'm going to miss the whole thing. Let me run up here. Hey, look, my car broke down. Is there any way I can get some help? He happened to be talking to the man that was standing behind him in the service the day before. He said, you don't recognize me, do you? He said, no, I don't know you. He said, uh, yeah, we go to the same church. We go to Pastor Haynes' church. And he said, uh, I was behind you in line uh, when you wrote out that $2,000 check, and I gave 5000 more than what I had already given. You ministered to me. God used you to minister to me. And I said, man, I can do more. He said, what's the problem again? He said, well, I'm on the way to the funeral. I got to get there. And, uh, you know, I, my car broke down. He said, pick you out one. Pick me out one. You mean to use? Pick you out one. You mean, you mean pick you out a car? For me? Yeah, pick you out a car. So then, so then he says, you're going to let me use it? Pick the car you want. So the man goes and he goes to the smallest car. It was a Lincoln Mercury dealership. He said, that's, car, that's the one you want? He said, well, no, that ain't the one I really want. I told you pick the car you want. And you know what he picked out? Yeah, he picked out a what? A stinking Lincoln. A Lincoln town car. I can have this? I told you to pick. You know, it's like, it's like, we're going to talk about this. It's like we're just like him because God wants to bless us more than what we know he wants to bless us. And we down here in the bargain basement and all that kind of stuff. And God said, you know what? I got some Neiman Marcus blessings. Everything don't come from Target. And so what happens here? I mean, man, they put the dealer plates on. He goes, the funeral's over. But the big boss is standing, he said, man, my car broke down. I got a story, but, you know, and he said, they're standing there, and, and they had already lowered the body and everything. And he said, his boss said to him, he said, uh, you know what? Um, we have been talking, Callie-Ann, New York. We've been saying this was a great sister, powerful. Who could take her place? And we thought of you. You were with her and worked under her in Cali, so you know everything, how she works and everything. You were directly under her. Then when she went to Dallas, she brought you here, and you know everything about how it's run. And so we want to give you her job with an increase. And here's the part I like. I about shouted when Pastor Haynes said this, and he gave the promotion while they were standing over her dead body. Man, I'm telling you, that's it. What, what's the first thing God gave us money for? Spiritual worship. Now, you got to take these real fast because I'm going to leave some time. We got to talk about this. Okay, here's the practical application. That is, giving in worship demonstrates I'm grateful for all God has provided. 
Giving in worship demonstrates I'm grateful for all God has provided. What does this say? God is not mine. It's all yours. Number two, giving in worship demonstrates your commitment to God. We talk about it all the time. I don't need to, I don't need to beat a dead horse. We know, we know. It says, yeah, you're first in my life. Yeah, here it is, number three. Giving in worship is a matter of your heart, not your money. Your heart, not your money. Because if God has your heart, God has your money. If God don't have your money, God doesn't have your heart. Number four, giving in worship shows God, I trust you more than I trust money. I trust you more. Number five, giving in worship honors God by our degree of sacrifice, not the amount. We're going to look at the widow's might. Number six, giving in worship should be planned. You don't decide what you're going to give. Let's see what I got in my pocket. They passed the offering plate. Oh, I got a few extra dollars. No, it should be planned. First Corinthians 16, one and two. We've studied that before. Number seven, giving and worship should be proportionate. What do you mean proportionate? We are to give as God has blessed us. Some of us are way beyond 10%. Amen. Way beyond that. Amen. Way beyond that. Number eight, giving and worship honors God and blesses us. That's the passage that we are in. It honors God and it blesses us. Now, let me close with this remark. We are never too poor to give to God. Amen. Everyone is to worship God in their giving. Amen. And that widow put in two lepta. That's the Greek word. And we say two pennies because that's our lowest uh, currency. But guess what? Two lepta is less than two pennies. But that was all she had. And Jesus says she gave more than all the rich people who put in their excess. Yeah. Have you learned yet? Somebody said it to me, and I've just repeated what I heard. They say, I can't afford to worship God in giving. To which I replied, you cannot not afford to worship God in your giving. You know, that is so important to understand that, isn't it? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. We're going to continue this teaching next time on the broadcast, but if you ever miss a program, I want you to know you can always come to the website and listen there. Come to treasuretruthradio.org, and you can stream the program through your computer or mobile device, or you can download an MP3 for free. You can also sign up to begin podcasting the program. That way you won't miss a future broadcast. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org, and you can listen there. And while you're at the website, I hope you'll consider giving a gift. We are a listener-supported ministry, and that means we do depend on your generosity to bring you Pastor Ford's teaching each day on this station. Uh, to give a gift and support the ministry, come to the website and look for the link that says Make a Donation. There you can give a regular monthly gift or just a one-time gift. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Make a Donation. Thanks for doing that and for listening. Thanks also to Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey, our producers. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. 
Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.